This is for professional and institutional clients only. Has the war changed any of that? Has it had a big impact? These very high energy prices in France, has it had any impact on district heating or on Corians itself? Yes, it has already. In our current portfolio, this situation gives opportunities of adding means of production of renewable energy in our portfolio. Welcome to the IGNEO Infrastructure Partners podcast, Keeping It Real Assets. In this series, you will hear from the IGNEO investment team in conversation with the leaders of our global infrastructure businesses. We will shine a light on how they operate and their approach to the challenges of an ever-changing world. We hope that you enjoy listening. Hello, and welcome to the second episode in this series. My name is Nick Grant, and I'm a partner at Igneo Infrastructure Partners. In this episode, I am joined by Yves Lederer, president of Coriance. Coriance is Igneo's French district heating business. And today we'll be talking about the energy transition in France, the role Coriance has in this, and thoughts on the energy crisis currently playing out in Europe. Yves, bonjour. Bonjour, Nick. First of all, tell me a little bit about Coriance, and maybe for those people who don't know, what is district heating? So, Coriance is a district heating company. There are big boiler rooms in which water is heated, and afterwards, this water goes through networks inside the city to provide heat to buildings. What is your role in Coriance? My professional story is very linked to Coriance. I worked before as commercial director in the French gas company Gaz de France. I joined Coriance in 2000 to participate to the creation of this company as a subsidiary of the group to enter on the district heating market in France. We were at this time four people to create the company. We managed to take progressively a place on the French market, which was, and still is but less, dominated by two majors. We brought competition on this market so that the European Commission decided that the company Coriance had to be sold in 2008 due to the merger between GDF and Suez at this time and to preserve the competition on the French market. And we have been sold three times. And in 2016, Igneo bought us as a new shareholder. So if I make a summary, the story of the company is a growth and a success one. We are now 450 people, represent 7% of the French market, with a turnover of around 335 million euros. And what type of clients do you have? You mentioned heating. What are the technologies that are used by Coriance to actually heat? The customers are all kinds of buildings that you can find in a city, mostly social houses, but also private buildings and also public establishments like hospitals, jailhouses, and so on. We use all kinds of energy sources, mainly the renewable ones like biomass, mm -hmm. geothermy, energy kept from waste treatment. And if we look back at the last few years, you said uh, Coriance is a story of growth. What would you say are the things that have gone well and the areas that might have been a bit more challenging? 
What has gone well during the past few years is the fact that we faced an acceleration of our growth. We win more and more tenders. We connect more and more buildings to our networks. And we had very significant wins. For example, we won uh, in 2019 Sergi, which is uh, the fifth district heating in terms of size in France. So it was for our company a very big success. Sergi, for people who don't know, is Sergi Pontoise yes, in the north is, of Paris. Yes, exactly. Sergi Pontoise is a city based on the north of Paris, but a very dense urban uh, situation, which explains that it is the fifth district heating in terms of size in France. We also uh, have to mention that we had a very big improvement in terms of health and safety. The frequency rate came from more than 10 when Igneo bought the company in 2016 to now three, which is a good result. What has gone well is the fact that each year we have achieved the financial objectives and these ones were rather ambitious. And in terms of challenges? Uh, in terms of challenges, you know, in our business, of course, we face from time to time some operational problems. For example, we have a network where we face a lot of leaks because the network is very old and very damaged. It raises a lot of problems concerning the quality of the service that we give to our customers. So it is a very big problem that we face. And another problem that we face is the fact that the French labor market is very tight. So we face difficulties to find people and the competencies that we need for the moment. Especially if it's growing fast, I understand. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said earlier around frequency rate of accident going from 10 to 3. Yeah. That's a very big improvement. How do you manage to do that? It was a big work, to be frank. I must say that Igneo pushed us when they arrived as shareholder to improve our results, which were rather not so good before. The most significant work that we had to do is to change the culture inside the company. We have put resources on this matter. We have hired people who are focused only on these subjects. For each accident, we make a very deep investigations. All the managers of the company have a target around health and safety, which yep. is also a very good sign that everybody has now, and it was not the case before. We have also defined seven golden rules that everybody has to respect. Can you give me an example of one of those golden rules? Uh, yes, we have put in place an application with the, the people can use with their smartphones, which name is Jalert. So mm -hmm. they, it is... I alert. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when somebody observes a risky situation, he has just to mention it on his smartphone and it goes to the health and safety department, which can immediately deal with the risky situation. Now, health and safety is only one aspect of the broader topic of ESG. How would you describe your approach to ESG? We have several actions in ESG matters. For example, we have also an action in the field of gender parity. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, targets also in terms of uh, improving the parity in the company. We have targets on the CO2 emissions and with an objective of reducing them and to go to the zero rate in the future. Looking at district heating, how important is district heating in France? In France, the heat represents 43% of the energy consumption, which is rather rather high rate. Within this rate, district heating represents only 4% of the heat sales. It means that District heating is not so developed in France, 
But districting is identified as the best way to use renewable energy for heating and so to contribute to the reduction of CO2 emissions. My view is that district heating has a very big capacity of development in the next years due to the fact that it is the best way to use renewable energy. In France, I think 7% of the domestic heat is generated by district heating, which, as you say, is very low if you compare to European average. I think in Europe, it's about 28% on average. So France has quite a long way. Now, obviously, it's not cold everywhere in France. It's cold in the north, but not so much in the south. I think there's 600 cities that have more than 10,000 inhabitants that would benefit the heat. And that's probably a very big driver of growth in the future. As you said, this heating is, of course, more adapted for the cities of the north of France. But for the cities in the south of France, we are also working on district cooling because district cooling is exactly the same logic that district heating. District cooling, we think that there are a very big capacity of development in the future because, as you know, the temperature is higher and higher and the needs for cooling are getting higher. So we expect also very big capacity of development also in district cooling. Yves, does the current macro situation, so the, the current war in Ukraine the high energy prices, the risk of a recession. Do you think it is speeding up or delaying the energy transition in France? My opinion is that it will undoubtedly speed up the energy transition. The French government is now putting in place several measures to accelerate this transition. So there are many incentives for local authorities or for operators to develop renewable district heatings. For example, there is an organization, a public one, which name is ADEM, which gives subsidies to help operators and cities to invest in renewable energies. There are also incentives for end users. For example, they benefit the people who are connected to district heating, which means more than 50% of renewable energy. They benefit from a lower VAT rate for their invoices. And has the war change any of that? Has it had a big impact, uh, these very high energy prices in France? Has it had any impact on district heating or on Coriance itself? Yes, it has already. The first impact is the fact that due to this geopolitical situation and the price of gas and electricity, there are more and more projects of creation of new district heatings, which we name greenfield projects. Secondly, in our current portfolio of contracts, this situation gives opportunities of adding means of production of renewable energy in our portfolio of contracts because mayors, elected people want more and more renewable energy in their city. We have also the opportunity in our current networks to connect more and more buildings which are now using, for example, gas or fuel oil, of course, they are completely engaged and uh, very interested to ask to us to connect them to our renewable district heatings to benefit from more competitive price. So what you're saying is that on the one hand, is the government providing more help to encourage district yeah. heating because it's cheaper in the long term and it's also greener. And you were saying that you also have demand locally. Absolutely. I can tell you an anecdote around this. The mayor of one of our cities, it is the city of Laval, in the center of France. There we have a district which is already very virtuous because 
the rate of renewable energy is 85%, which is rather high. So you mean that 85% of the heat is generated by renewable Absolutely. sources? These renewable sources, there comes from the waste-to-energy plant. Of course, the people are already rather protected by this high rate of renewable energy. Anyway, the mayor feels that it is not enough. So he told me to still increase the rate up to 95% or 98% of renewable energy. So wow. for us, it is an opportunity because we have to think about the means to increase this rate, and the means is rather obvious. We have to put in place a new a renewable energy source. In this situation, it will be biomass. And of course, we will have to negotiate an amendment with the city to make this new capex. New By investment. amendment, you mean a change to the contract? By several years, maybe sometimes it is 5, 10, 15 years. So it is an opportunity. I wanted to go back to something you said at the beginning in terms of Corions being a growth story, especially in the last five years. How do you explain that? I like to explain to our customers that we have some competitive advantages. For example, I like to say that first, we are the only company that is a pure player of district heating in France. So it means that we have a very big expertise because we do only this business. So we have technical expertise, but also a legal, a financial one in this field. So that's not the case for the other district heaters? Of course, they have an expertise, mostly the, the big majors, but as they do a lot of businesses like energy services, like waste to energy, like facility management. Waste collection? Yes, sometimes waste collection also, mm -hmm. yes. And so that their managers have to deal with all these businesses. So they are not as we are focused mm -hmm. on this business with only this activity to deal with. So second advantage, we have a very big capacities of financing with our shareholder Igneo. So we are able to invest a lot every year to make a lot of capex. So we have invested almost 500 million euros during the five or six last years, which is huge. And it can be sometimes considered as a paradox, but we have more means of investment than our major competitors, which belong to industrial groups, which have sometimes debt subjects and so on. We have these big financial capacities. Third, we are the greenest operator in France with our rate of 65% of renewable energy used, of which we are rather proud. Is uh, that an advantage for winning concessions? Yes, it is an advantage because we show we are very focused on putting in place renewable energy. We are the leader on this domain. And it shows also that our company is completely independent from the big energy companies. We never face a conflict of interest between two activities. We don't sell gas or electricity, That's if you right. see what I mean. I see what you mean, especially now with the <laughs> very high energy prices. Yeah. And our company is at a human scale. So the cities appreciate to have personal relationship with our people. In Corians, people don't change every year. For example, for myself, I have been in Corians <laughs> for more than 20 years. Yeah. I, I'm still there. And some mayors that are still there too. So we know each other now rather well for example. Excellent. Last question, looking to the future. Corians has been growing very well. What do you see as the big growth opportunities in the next, say, five, 10 years? So as we said before, in our core business, so district heating, the market 
will expand for sure in the next year. So the market is expanding and we expect and we are working to expand our market share. Which is currently 7%. 7% and right. we expect to grow and I don't want to fix a limit, <laughs> <laughs> but we want to grow on this market. And after, as we said before, we have also some ideas to diversify our activity. So, of course, the first one is the district cooling that we mentioned before. We think that there will be also a very big opportunities on this market in the next future. And after, we can also use our knowledge, our expertise. For example, we know how to build a biomass boiler room for a city. So if an industrial company wants to participate to the energy transition and transform its own means of energy from gas to biomass, we are able to propose it to build their biomass boiler. And also, why not to provide them heat? So we make the investment and we will provide for them the heat through a renewable energy. So we are able to, in the future, to address to different kinds of customers and mostly, for example, industrials. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. It was great to have you. Thank you very much, Yves. Thank you, Nick. It was absolutely my pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Real Assets, the Igneo Infrastructure Partners podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can listen to more by following Igneo Infrastructure Partners on your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to find out more about Igneo Infrastructure Partners, you can visit our website at igneoip.com. This podcast series was produced by Mark Gardner at OX4 Sound Studio. This material is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute investment or financial advice and does not take into account any specific investment objectives, financial situation or needs. This is not an offer to provide asset management services, is not a recommendation or an offer or a solicitation to buy, hold or sell any security or to execute any agreement for portfolio management or investment advisory services. And this material has not been prepared in connection with any such offer. Before making any investment decision, you should consider, with the assistance of a financial advisor, your individual investment needs, objectives and financial situation. We have taken reasonable care to ensure that this material is accurate, current and complete, and fit for its intended purpose and audience as at the date of publication. No assurance is given or liability accepted regarding the accuracy, validity or completeness of this material and we do not undertake to update it in future if circumstances change. To the extent this material contains any expression of opinion or forward-looking statements, such opinions and statements are based on assumptions, matters and sources believed to be true and reliable at the time of publication only. This material reflects the views of the individuals only, Those views may change, may not prove to be valid, and may not reflect the views of everyone at First Sentier Investors. In the UK, this document is issued by First Sentier Investors International IM Limited, which is authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Registration number 122512. Igneo Infrastructure Partners is a UK trading name of First Sentier Investors International IM Limited. In the EEA, issued by First Sentier Investors Ireland Limited, which is authorised and regulated in Ireland by the Central Bank of Ireland, 
registered number C182306. Investment vehicles managed by Igneo Infrastructure Partners are only available to institutional investors, professional investors and qualified investors. They're not available to retail clients, the general public, private customers or any persons in any jurisdiction in which their distribution is not authorised. Investment vehicles managed by Igneo Infrastructure Partners are only available to institutional investors, professional investors, qualified investors and wholesale clients. They are not available to retail clients, the general public, private customers or any persons in any jurisdiction in which their distribution is not authorised. Igneo Infrastructure Partners is an unlisted infrastructure asset management business and is part of the First Sentier Investors Group. We communicate and conduct business through different legal entities in different locations. Please refer to the notes section of the podcast platform you use for more information on Igneo Infrastructure Partners in your region. For Singapore only, the podcast should be used in accordance with the applicable laws in Singapore. In Singapore, the podcast is issued by First Sentier Investors Singapore, whose company registration number is 19690042 d This advertisement or material has not been reviewed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. First Sentier Investors registration number 53236800B and Igneo Infrastructure Partners, registration number 53447928J, are business divisions of First Sentier Investors Singapore.